0: The Koi Gig Pod has made a new signing. Your goalkeeping coach is your God. Emma Byrne
1: is joining Kathleen and Karen this season. Keep up to date with all the WSL action every Tuesday and subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now.
0: Hello there, you're very welcome along to this evening's show. We have got a busy one for you. A slight tangent is coming your way. That is between 8 and 9 where we'll chat through the stories of the week. We have two Irishmen playing in the AFL Grand Premiership Final at the weekend. So Colin Begley is going to chat to us about Zach Toohey, who's done amazing things in Australia, and Mark O'Connor as well from uh, Dingle, both playing for Geelong against uh, Sydney Swans. And then between nine and ten, we'll hear from Stephen Kenny who's been talking about various things out of Hamden? Dan McDonnell of the Irish Independent will pop into studio as well. Much to discuss. Mick McCarthy is here in studio. Hello. Greetings, Joseph. Hello. And Richie McCormick, you're there as well. Hello. Good fellows. Good evening. So um, it's probably just gone under the radar just by dint of geography. What a great career Zach Tui mm. is having. The grand final this Saturday. Half past five Saturday morning. I if know. If you're uh, feeling interested. Those of you with kids. Or even those of you who can record things on the television, which is most Mm. of you, can uh, keep an eye on that. So Zach Toohey will be playing his 250th AFL game, which coincides with the uh, grand final. And that puts him just 20 appearances off Jim Steins' record. And, you know, he was uh, doing a little bit of reminiscing. He's not doing too much because he's conscious of the fact that there is a final to win. But he remembers uh, when he first went over there to Carlton, and the sense was, well, if you're going over from, you know, the vantage point of... GA player of a certain age and if you play a hundred times you've had a great career that's, oh, yeah. that's stellar so to hit 250 is a big deal even to the extent that looking at the Australian media they're very much noting it as well so um, good on him to say the least that's the
1: thing about AFL that we get like you know that might be different from football a lot of the time it's like we're watching all Aussie Rules coverage whenever you watch it through the prism of full Australian media so you're kind of always looking for scraps from the Irish guys but with Huey, it's never that. With Tui, it's always, you know, he's a big part of the coverage. He's a great character as well over there. And, like, you know, the way he plays, the way he looks, everything. Um, but also just how good a player he is, you know. So, I've just, like, I see, I have to be honest, I see Aussie rules these days in bits and pieces but again, we'll try and look out for Geelong. And this is great, you know, and to have two guys in a final. I got up, you say, at half five in the morning when Ty Cannelly won his, uh, the only Irish player to obviously win a Premiership medal in 2005. I got up and watched that game uh, on, I think it was TG Carter at the time. We're showing it. I could be wrong on that, but I remember that was a big deal at the time. And I feel like since then it's become a little bit more normalised where I think people, I don't know if people make that effort as such anymore because there's Irish guys involved. Tige was the start of that second generation of players going over there. Uh, but, you know, even so, it's still something remarkable to have a couple of Irish guys in the biggest event. It's like the biggest day in Australian sport, really. Like, you know, I i was in Melbourne for the the grand final on the day it happened and it is shut down the city. This is, it's more, it feels like Bigger than an all-Ireland final does to Dublin, for example, you know? Yeah. It's at the Melbourne Cricket Plant. Is it always there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the home home of the MCG. 120-odd thousand people crammed in. Big, big day.
0: All of us have that residual interest in AFL, I think, because highlights on a Saturday morning for many years and it was something quite exotic. And these were the days where you uh, couldn't get highlights all that readily and then there's the international rules as well but i have to say um i've lost touch with it a lot, a lot over the last uh, decade and uh, generally the complaints of the sport are 2 stop start and uh, just
1: not quite grabbing people possibly yeah from from our point of view i think i think if you're i think if you grow up with it it as can be off Popular in australia I, as <laughs> is the case. yeah but if you grow up with it i think it is often the case with like gaelic games i'm not sure that people who have critique of them from afar fully understand them now i have watched a lot of afl and i yeah. do share some of the issues I there's nothing more exciting not nothing more but it's as exciting as any other sport when it comes down to it like end of the fourth quarter it it has a franticness that is goes out throughout the game to be honest it can be exhausting but when that like game is in the melting pot with a minute or two to go that's unbelievable but yeah I think, I think it's a little bit it can be a little bit stop start with all the marks um yeah, like a very scrappy game. And to be honest, an awful lot of one sided games that become unwatchable. Like you can win, there's regularly you could be turned on and watching AFL games just on there on a Saturday morning on BT or wherever showing, it. and there could be 100 points in it. Like, you know, and you're like, oh, what is this? So hang on,
0: a, a game with a mark with too many lopsided games. games. <laughs> uh, the news round is well, We've taken to you a lot from it. You <laughs> we know. really have with uh, Gillette Labs for Netflix finish to your day. So, Richie, you've been uh, perusing through. Stephen Kenny was talking to
2: the media today ahead of Saturday. Yeah, Stephen Kenny says he will speak with Nathan Collins about his red card against Manchester City. The Wolves defender was dismissed for that high challenge on City's Jack Grealish on Saturday. And speaking ahead of this Nations League game with Scotland, Kenny believes the 21-year-old will learn from the experience.
3: It's something I haven't discussed with him yet, but uh, I may do. And, um, you know, between now and Saturday, you know, but it's something that would, you know, it's pretty... Um you know, it's uncharacteristic in Nathan and um, he's normally quite disciplined and you know it's, it's something I'm sure he learned from.
0: Well, there was the video. I don't know if you've seen it as well, Richie, of uh, the hmm. team gathering at the hotel. Just you know, in the social media age, the digital department and the FAI just recording the various uh, comings and goings, and it was all going uh, very nicely until. Uh, well, sorry, this was I, I was. I said until this was. This, this improved the. <laughs> all
1: they were all turning up. They were getting out of their cars. They were getting.
0: Uh, <laughs> they're in the team room uh, with. By the way, uh, Derry City Shamrock was very much on on the the big screen when they were saying their hellos. And uh, if you go into the FAI. Twitter feed you'll see it but they're all saying hi and lots of high fives as footballers do and uh, James McLean uh, gets there and says hi to Nathan Collins and then starts doing an impression of Nathan Collins refusing to leave the pitch after he'd been sent off like (laughs) looking around going oh he's going for the ball oh jeez and (laughs) McLean was like just get off just get off the pitch which was uh, which is good I'm glad they left that in yeah definitely Nathan Collins took it very well like I
1: don't even know What hotel they stay in I've never I've never looked it up or. or it's Castle Knock now But I, think, I, I, I feel like I know the front of that hotel Incredibly well Because I've seen Every Irish player For the last Four squads Get out of their car Get their little uh, yeah. Their little suitcase And walk in With a smile and a wave Port Marnock For the longest time Richie Malahide was it as
0: well Has Richie gone?
1: Frozen. Richie's Rich either gone or he just I doesn't be here. have any opinion. Hello?
0: You're back. You're back. you back. You're back. <laughs> Portmarnock. I was thinking for the longest time is it castle knock now.
1: Yeah, well, we, we 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 old. we left him a long time to answer there. In fairness, uh, I don't. Maybe Richie doesn't know where the Irish team's stay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's not all that. Just important. admit you don't know, Richie. Don't pretend <laughs> that you're frozen. I think it is castle
0: knock, Yes, I can yeah. feel my phone buzzing. So somebody in the media who listens to us has just texted uh, with the answer. And or uh, tell is me. it just? He's back now.
2: Uh, Richie, you're back. Richie, will you answer the question? Is it castle Knock? What's the question? I think it's, well, it makes sense for it to be castle Knock I'm because castle you're Knock. just up the road to, to Abbottstown there. They yeah. used to be Port Marnock back in the day when they trained in Malahoy. So, yeah. <laughs> you definitely didn't <laughs> hear my question.
0: Uh, that, was, that was exactly what I had said anyway. Listen, we'll press question, on Joe. while the technology is good. So, well, welcome back, Robbie Brady. So he was thrilled, I'm sure, to be uh, chatting to the media again.
2: Yeah, Robbie Brady. Uh, Kenny says he sees Robbie Brady as being a left wing back. The Preston player could earn his first full cap in 18 months at Hamden on Saturday. And with Enda Stevens missing, it appears to be between James McLean and Brady to start on the left this Saturday.
3: Yeah, I think it's competition for places, obviously, a few tight decisions, and that's what you want. And we have a very good training session today, and that was, was competitive. And uh, that was that, that was a good day today for us, Robbie. You know, at the moment we'd see him as a left wing back because that's where he's been playing for a, for a period. And it's difficult just to shift into another position at international level from club level when you haven't played there in a long time. But you're right, there's no reason why he, tech, why he couldn't fit into a sort of left of a three five two, 5 which would have been what he was probably born to play. But like definitely uh, he's been playing left wing back at that level and I think that's where we see him.
0: Yeah, it seems uh, James McLean man in possession of the jersey for the time being but uh,
1: good to have Brady back and you can see him doing a job in that neck of the woods for sure. Yeah, he's, and look the other thing is he's options you know, like the, Robbie Brady is actually the type of footballer that Ireland need he doesn't necessarily need to be left wing back I know that's the way Steven's looking at him at the moment but you know you could put him into three or four positions and if we need somebody to just take control of the ball a little bit yeah. there's none better you don't forget I was thinking about this with Ashley Young recently because I see him like Ashley Young was a very 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 good footballer and a very good forward footballer and now he's like playing right back for Villa and 38 years old and he's been brilliant he's been genuinely brilliant since Matt Cash got injured but he doesn't do any of the things that he used to do and you're like Surely when you're like, when you get up there anyway, you can hit the ball the same way as you used to. It's funny how people, when they do reinvent themselves in a more defensive way, do kind of leave all that behind them a little bit. Now, I'm not sure that... uh, we're in that situation with Robbie Brady yet I could still see him wearing number 10 and just kind of like controlling the game a little bit There's a point that'll come up on a slight tangent
0: between 8 and 9 uh, Tony had sent in an email a slight tangent at offtheball.com very excited to have an email address mm-hmm. and he was uh, saying we don't have to tease this head too much now so as not to uh, <laughs> <laughs> step on the next hour Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was saying uh, just in light of Robbie Brady there playing for Preston and playing very well a thought on my relationship with the Irish team I am a Premier League Champions League watcher One of the great contradictions in my footballing fandom. Ireland are the team I care about the most by distance, but I don't see most of them for months on end. First I heard that Jason Knight's playing right wing back was this morning. It means I approach international week struggling to remember the likely 11 or who should start based on recent form. God bless Nathan Collins and Gambozuno at the weekend. Not their finest moments, but I saw them, says Tony. Tony,
1: then, Tony is the Tony's seen so little of it that he doesn't, it, it's, uh, Jason Knight's playing right back in the back four for Derby, that's, it's even worse. He was right wing back. <laughs> no, that was I think what it started as, so yeah, like I mean. He was in midfield at the weekend, but otherwise. Right, okay, been, I didn't know that now, because again, right I think the back point back. does stand that we'll get into it a little bit more, we're not seeing too much of these guys. No, and you, so I mean, it's
0: difficult if you were to stop the average Irish fan and say, well, in recent form, Would you play Robbie Brady or James McLean at left wing back? (laughs) Well, I've been following
1: the reports, Joe. Uh, I've been following who gets the most man of the matches. Yeah, men of the match. There is that kind of players of the match.
0: There is that odd quality to the Irish team, Richie. We kind of almost reacquaint ourselves every few months.
2: Well, Mick, uh, to be honest with you, has been giving me regular updates on Preston and their unique start to the yeah. season, which I'm sure he could probably still do. They're getting boring now. Evening. They're drawing matches, one all, and stuff. Richie, there's no crack it's to that. That's disgraceful. Athlete. That's disgraceful. They shouldn't be scoring. They shouldn't be scoring. That's the beauty of Preston uh, so far this season. But yeah, like it, it is. It is difficult unless you're seeing, and it's like it's true of anybody unless you're actually seeing the game that Sky. broadcasting that week or weekend whether it's the friday night or on the sunday yeah uh, your chances are you're not going to see any of these players so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a crapshoot and you really need to be reading like the local press like the pink and or whatever in norwich to see how uh, ahma bamadeli is doing or lancashire live to see how the lads up in the northwest are doing because uh, other than that we need to actually have those scouting systems (laughs) that are available to the managers available to us because we're kind of in the dark at the moment yeah a little bit
0: So UEFA have made a not surprising decision on Russia with regard to the Euros.
2: Yeah, and a reminder that the draws are coming as well. But Russia won't be in that draw for qualifying for Euro 2024, UEFA confirming today. The group stage draw takes place in Frankfurt on October the 9th. Russia remain absent from international competition due to their invasion of Ukraine. And their clubs will also continue to be omitted from European competition.
0: Yeah, no surprise. And uh, it's uh, hard to argue with that decision. I think everybody's pretty much on board. So uh, it is uh, swinging around. The Euros World Cup is going to take centre stage. And as Richie says, the draw is on the ninth. So we'll suddenly know our group. And then it's uh, 10 matches all within the confines of 2023. So we'll start in March. We'll finish in November. And that will be the, what, eight-month period that decides much of Stephen Kenny's tenure.
1: It's mad how much international football the calendar has changed and we've kind of just got along with it. There's no real commentary on it too much. Like it, it might be better this way, but it is hectic. Like I mean, you are you have a bad start, you're gone, and there's no like it's. But at the same time, at least you're on to the next thing a little bit quicker than you know. Yeah, drawn out. Um, I just I, I, the three match windows are tough though. Yeah, I find I just I don't know. I I think there's just, just it's too much. But at the same time, I do like the fact that we are. Getting through these qualifying campaigns in less than two years. Yeah, it will be very intense. So March to November, <laughs> boom, done.
0: Uh, there is a text in tell Mick Ailish Consuline, also another Irish person who's won a premiership medal in the AFL says so Emmett Cork.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. I suppose I like I specifically said premiership medal, so I'm right, but obviously we were speaking about <laughs> like it is a different competition. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a fair point. You shouldn't forget that she did that. Uh,
0: arguably the biggest sporting event in the country, the Ploughing Championships <coughs> is on and not a word from off the ball, hashtag Dublin bias. Fair shout, fair shout. Why aren't we doing a piece on the Ploughing Championships? I don't know,
1: I'd like to know more about it. Come here actually, I meant to say to you. Okay.
0: We need to do a piece on what's going on in chess at the moment.
2: Oh yeah. Oh the Magnus Carlsen thing, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a beef there and then there was talk I've, of. I read a little bit about this. Talk of cheating as well. Oh sorry this is all I saw I didn't see anything else
0: Well no it, Reece, just uh, just this week uh, Carlson wrapped up the match in one move Okay one well. Sorry he, he walked off He made one His opponent made two moves He made one in between and then he walked off Defeated well, I don't know. Was it defeated or was it, uh, we have he previous and I don't yeah. like you and I just can't be bothered doing all this anymore. I don't think he, I'm not sure he was defeated. As yeah. such. I don't think he was outclassed. Have you read about the cheating? The supposed cheating? No, and I prefer not to just talk off the top of my head. Okay, on no, air, I'm, but I'm but not going to talk about
1: any people happening. or anything like that. Yeah. I am the method, I'm not even sure if we can talk about it at seven o'clock on the radio. Well, now you have to. Okay but just I, choose not, your words I won't choose, I won't tell you the part of bo- the body that we're talking about but apparently um, uh, there's been you know like you know the way remember in like buzzers or whatever that would go in the pocket when you're like cheating at um, you know blackjack in a casino yeah. except those buzzers aren't going in the pocket anymore internal they're internal in the part of your body that can um, facilitate yeah and that's, that's what's been happening in I the well, world of chess chest
2: sold Next Tuesday, chess piece, please. The worst thing about it is I've just come up with a name for them as well, and it's just it's wrong. It's absolutely. Are it's a Buzz Atari's? Ah, oh, dear. Are you on top of the Carlson situation? I'd only seen the Carlson story that he walked off uh, getting the hump uh, with, in his match the other day. Essentially, after making one move, yeah, uh, which is obviously it's a it's it's highly unusual um but yeah like it it, it's often one of the most fascinating um if you want to call it a sport you can do uh sports you can and anybody who hasn't seen the 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 documentary about bobby fisher that did the rounds about a decade ago like i'd I'd urge them to seek it out because it's amazing and kind of touches on some similar themes i guess that are currently unfolding in the world of chess at the moment Hmm. did you watch that netflix show joe said it would have been right up your street what was it called again
1: no, it was a show, it was a, it was a drama about a, a chess Sorry. prodigy. Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit, it was brilliant. Really good. Yeah, really yeah. good. I don't know, did, does, did that do for chess what uh, Drive to Survive did for Formula One? It got,
0: I downloaded the app on the back of that. Yeah, started, oh, to play. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah but you, did it make you more interested in competitive chess? Ah, uh, you can't, no.
0: <laughs> I don't think, I think that's one of those sports that, I mean, watching those, watching, those types of play chess yeah, is computer lost. computer code. Yeah. yeah. I'd be better off watching two 10-year-olds play chess so I could follow
1: <laughs> like, and, may, and, and shout from the sidelines you're doing it wrong
0: you yeah. idiot yeah uh, we'll do something I'm, I'm just flicking through this Magnus uh, a story. people saying this is unprecedented I can't believe it that just happened Magnus refusing to play against Hans okay he's, he will play the tournament but he's saying I will not play against him so I don't know what's going on there we'll find out anyway this is sorry. actually yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm sold no it's juicy chess piece sold how did that come up sorry uh, no one knows
1: don't worry that's about what you it don't worry about Joe. it this is <laughs> <laughs> we'll never find our way back
0: yeah anyone can remember how that came up 53106 uh, so oh somebody texted in about the ploughing the ploughing the ploughing which was like, we
1: ignored again yeah, sorry and we went uh, they, said we, they said we had a Dublin bias because we didn't cover the ploughing championship sorry. so we started talking about the most possibly one of the most elite sports in the world my, my thought process there without voicing it
0: was <laughs> is ploughing a sport is chess a sport boom and then it was off yeah
2: See when they called it when they mentioned the plowing championships, I can't be alone in forever imagining those American tractor pull competitions that they have in like giant stadiums, yeah. whereby they just drag big, hefty pieces of machinery made by Massey Ferguson along a dirt track. If that's what the plowing championships was, I'd probably go. That I know, I, I, about a crack.
0: There, there, is there a
1: judging someone's plowing ability component to the plowing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the, that that is what it is. But unfortunately, it's just it's been taken over by big radio. Yeah. Like commercial interests and stuff in like way. that down yeah. there, you know, and and people selling kind of like gourmet uh, food and paper uh, trays. You were saying you know. Scalacci was there with Ray Houghton. Scalacci and Ray Houghton were there um, uh, uh, taking on each other in a pizza making competition. <laughs> what? What? That's that's completely normal, Joe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ray Houghton and Scalacci. I don't think for the first. I think that's not the first time they've been paired up. By the way, as well. Who was I, in the ad with oh. Scalacci? Was that Ray Houghton in the in the the? Was it Smithix that? Smithix, yeah. yeah. Was it George Went
0: from Cheers? Uh no, I think it was an Irish player. I think he might have done a couple. It wasn't Packy Bonner like <laughs> diving sure. in and taking his pint <laughs> off him or something, was it? And then falling out the side door of the pub while she walked to the bar. Anyway. Skalachi's looking well That's by the a deep way. fish cut. He is looking well, yeah. He is. Yeah,
2: he's got the he's got the touch on the head, but still looking well.
0: Yeah. So the live golf types have written a letter. In effect, this is part of the the wider um And it's like for their existence going forward, they have to have world ranking points. That is like their main mission right now. That's what they're trying to do. They're having these competitions. There's loads of money. Everybody's very happy. But if there's no world ranking points, it gets messy on quite a few fronts, including getting into majors for some of their better players. So uh, they've, they've written a big letter, apparently, Richie. I haven't seen it yet.
2: Yeah, no surprise. This is probably coming the same week as the President's Cup either. But golfers signed up to the Saudi funded Live Golfer, pleading with those in charge of the official World Golf rankings to include live results in their tallies. The five Live Golf events have come and gone without World Ranking points being attached. Their golfers claim continued omission from the official World Rankings would render them inaccurate and incomplete. And of course, unlike other tournaments used to tabulate the rankings, live events are played over 54 holes with no cuts. Like there is a certain
0: truth in what they're saying in that if they continue to omit Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Koepka, Bryson DeChambeau, et cetera, from the world rankings, pretend they don't exist, that does completely undercut the world rankings. Now, one of the arguments back against that is, well, 54 holes against a limited field that's not a level playing field versus those of us it's playing 72 holes against, you know, the whole tour. So, it's a you're still having a joke tour with these 54 hole events.
1: So, that's the argument against them. But, well, 100%, th- there has to there has to be some like you have to sanction an event for it to be a world tour event. Like I mean, it's you know, Tiger Woods could turn up at, you know, an open day somewhere. And you know, if you want to put it that way, like you know, there, there needs to be some sort of rules on it and I I completely agree that those Reasons not like I mean, I do think it eventually will come in, but in the meantime, it's like if they want, if they don't want to sit down the rankings, they have other tournaments they can play in. Yeah, the majors only is it and then the European tour events, the, the top, PGA, they're banned. Yeah, the top guys still get into the majors by dint of having
0: won them relatively recently and, and being already in the top, 50, or and whatever, the top yeah. 50 but they're slowly but surely slipping out of the top 50 as time goes on. And so they're in a race against time.
1: Well, it's, it's the only, I suppose, Determined, weapon at the disposal yeah. of. I don't know what you even call the establishment of golf. I, I you know? totally
0: agree, but I think we're now at the point where, yeah, you put down your weapons and accept the fact that this thing is real and it's here.
1: Yeah, we'll see how real it is though when players are not being able to play in majors or are not in the world rankings. Maybe I understand that it's a very very risky strategy. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, they've all signed your guns.
0: multi-year contracts. Yeah, like they're going to
1: be there. I, I just think they're going to have to play ball with them. Um, but again, maybe it forces the. Merge or the agreement or whatever you know, whereas ult- when then ultimately live don't have the exclusive access that they currently have. You know, the, 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 the like, like some negotiation. Live will negotiate on behalf of those players as well. You know, it's not as if they're they'll have to abandon, rip up their contracts or anything. Yeah, there's a
0: text in saying the semi final between Hawthorne and Sydney in last week's AFL was one of the great sporting events. Only a point in it, still a huge achievement to have two Irishmen involved. I wonder if there'll ever be an Irish sports person at a Super Bowl, etc., says Dara in Galway. And Gavin says, not only has OTB ignored the chess cheating scandal, it's also ignored the serious hooligan problem within the game. I think that's, <laughs> think
2: that's a joke. I don't know. I don't know. Might I think happen. it is. <laughs> uh, the World Rowing Championships, Richie? Yeah, Lydia Heafy finished second in her reposhage today to qualify for the AB semi finals of the women's lightweight single skulls at those World Rowing Championships in the Czech Republic. She'll return for that semi final on Thursday morning. Galway Joe, Katie O'Brien, and Stephen McGowan were also back in the water, or will be back in the water on Thursday, for the reposhage of the para mixed double skulls after finishing third in their heat this morning.
0: Uh, T20
2: World Cup just around the corner and the Ireland men's squad for that T20 World Cup in Australia has been announced. Andy Balberni will captain the side with 15 players in all selected for next month's campaign. It's Ireland's first major tournament under new head coach Heinrich Mallon. They'll play a three-match warm-up series in Sydney starting on October 4th before their opening group game which is against Namibia a week later. Uh, So Munster have the big boys back? They do. uh, Back from Peter O'Matney's wedding more than anything else. Uh, (laughs) They could host a number of experienced players in their side for Sunday's URC trip to the Dragons. Members of Ireland's travelling party to New Zealand in the summer will be considered for that game at Rodney Parade, meaning the likes of O'Mahony, Connor Murray, Keith Earles and Joey Carberry could all earn first appearances of the season. Simon Zebo and Mike Haley could also return from injury. They will be monitored this week, but the 10 players included in the emerging Ireland tour to South Africa won't be considered for duty this week. Ulster, meanwhile, say they came through Saturday's win and home to Connacht injury free. However, Ian Henderson and James Hume remain absent with respect hand and groin injuries Will Addison and Jude Postlethwaite are out with leg and knee injuries respectively and Ulster continue their UR season away to the Scarlets on Saturday
0: I was uh, chatting to Graham Hunter about the Madrid derby and wondering if Atletico would come out to condemn the behaviour of many of their own fans they have eventually
2: Yeah, they got there eventually. Atletico Madrid condemning the racist chants aimed at Vinicius Junior ahead of Sunday's Madrid derby. Home fans were filmed chanting racist epithets about the Brazilian outside the Wanda Metropolitano. In a statement today, Atletico say a minority of supporters will not be allowed to tarnish the club's reputation. However, they've pointed the finger at professionals from different fields, they say, for stoking the fires ahead of Sunday's game.
0: Uh, Graham was very good in this last night. And yeah. uh, the the professionals from different fields, uh, Stoking the Fires, uh, which Atletico talk about, that's uh, a journalist who appeared on television during the week and used a phrase which was uh, completely inappropriate. And, and so that's uh, and that prompted Vinicius to release a statement on Friday. And then the Atletico Madrid fans are some of them, obviously a minority of them jumped on that. And so it's been a bit of a saga and Graham explains it all really well. So that's waiting for you in um, the usual places. I have uh, repeatedly said no when the kids asked me to play them in chess. I just didn't want the hassle of showing them how to play. Well, I returned to the room to see them playing each other and I just uh, keep saying no. I don't want to tell them it's because I don't actually know how to play, his uh, texture? Do you know, I mean, uh, look, I would say even a very average chess player could beat me in about six moves. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing someone of your own level, it's not it's not com- it's not as complicated as you might think chess to get the, to grips what with. What the
1: rules are you and what, be, what uh, you're supposed to do. You it's could be simple, playing in 10 minutes. But the depths of it. Oh like, I was, like I I remember like, I was like, I haven't played it in years and years and years. So I used to play it in school. We used to all play it in, in, in like primary school even. And he got to the stage where like I thought I was decent against people that i thought I was you know that I was up against I remember like about four or five years later then like playing a friend of mine who would be a chess player and thinking I'm well able for this like and three four moves gone and it's like I'm sure he'd be the same playing against someone at a higher level it's the depths of strategy and ability in that game it's 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 unbelievable Unbelievable. actually if you think about it
0: because it is ultimately just a few uh, I'm the type who like almost like Starts panting when I can see that my bishop could make a big strike. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm giving the game away. (laughs) I'm thinking one move out here. (laughs) Uh, So, on the ploughing championship situation, depth, straightness, and tidiness of the furrow ploughed is what's judged. Do you lads not listen to Pat Kenny in the morning, or what? So, obviously, that was uh, discussed this morning.
1: Tidiness of the furrow ploughed sounds like it could be like an essay written. It's a lovely sentence. Yeah. I feel like it'd be in a Robert Frost poem. Maybe maybe. that's it. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, Thanks for mentioning chess and OTB. We are going to do the piece next week. 100% chess piece coming your way. Uh, This is Antonine Swords. There is no... (laughs) Oh dear. It doesn't reflect well on us. There is no truth to the reports of buzzers or anything like them in players' private parts. Check out the news on this matter and see who started that fake news. The organisers issued a statement and said no player cheated at the event in St. Louis. Okay.
2: Was the the Hooligans putting out the fake news?
1: I don't know. Anthony, that's your truth. My truth is something else, you know, so it's ultimately it's up to me to decide what the truth is. We'll get to the bottom of it. There's
0: definitely enough selling points and angles to this piece to to make it happen. We are uh, out of time. Richie, thank you very much. Nice, lads. Michael, thank you. Thank you, Joe.